What's your guys' favorite favorite series right now? I guess maybe top three. There's so many. There's w- there's way too many yeah, so for many. me to be like, all right, these are my favorite. Yeah. Um. I mean, if you if you want to throw it in there, Tiger King. That was amazing. <laughs> Gripping. Um, yeah, that was like. That was, uh, that was a peak I, pandemic too. I don't know if that's the one you want to describe as gripping. Oh, let's say. Oh. <laughs> exit, exit stage left. Whoa. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. All right, welcome back to another episode of What We Watching. Uh, kind of didn't do this in the first episode, but <laughs> we will be reviewing movies <laughs> on this podcast. We are a movie podcast. Thank you. Uh, move, everything film, really. So it could be movie series, like TV series, um, anything that could be streamed, anything you can watch, visual visual arts. Not porn. All, okay, yeah, not no that. pornography. Thank you, you for clarifying any, yeah, that. You said, any, you said <laughs> Thank anything. You for That's true. That. That's true. No, we don't. <laughs> not anything. I mean, but, does that uh, need to be reviewed? Almost. <laughs> I mean, Almost everything honest. related to film. So even award shows, we'll give our, like, something happens, we'll give our take if you guys want it. And if you guys don't want it, we'll still give our take. But, <laughs> yeah, kind of just all-encompassing um, film, movie, whatever, podcast. All the above. And for... to oh, <laughs> <laughs> You good? I'm like all weird last time. I had it kind of like over here, kind of. I don't know what I was doing. Yeah. yeah. Hi guys. You comfortable? Yeah. You chilling? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm good. Mm. Let's do this. I've never yeah, seen so. anyone lose a fight to a microphone, but whooping <laughs> <laughs> my ass over here. Like, yeah. Kind of wanted good. to ask you guys uh, whether I feel like I know the answers, but do you guys prefer movies or series if you can choose and and why? So. That's tough. I think it depends. I I, you, I you, lean more towards movies. Yeah, and you but, said documentaries too. And yeah. the documentaries run the gamut. There's series documentaries, and then there's like two hour documentaries. Yeah. So I think I lean more towards movies because I like a beginning, middle, and an end. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes with uh, some series, like it almost feels like it's never going to end. Like you can you some some series when you watch them, you can tell like okay. This whole first season was about getting towards this moment, and they ended us on a cliffhanger, so we don't know where it's going to yeah. end. And then the next season, they come back, and they write something that shifts us in a completely different direction. And now this whole second season is about something completely different. So it never gets us to that that point. And so after a few seasons of that, it's kind of like, all right, this is never ending. Like, mm-hmm. there's no telling what the next season is going to be about. We could be watching this forever in a day. Right. So, um, <clears throat> with movies, I kind of know that there's going to be an ending. There's going to be a beginning, middle, and an end at the end of uh, all of these shows. And that's also why I like sitcoms too. Like, yeah. sitcoms, they, there's beginning, middle, and an end. And you don't have to watch them in a specific order to get what's right. going on. Dang. This is your first time on a podcast? This is my first time. Um, <laughs> on episode two. I'm, yeah. I'm, on, is, yeah, I'm on a different one. Gabe's been time. a guest. So. Um, yeah. I uh, Right now, I'll lean more towards serialized content just because of quarantine's kind of like made, it's kind of forced me to kind of get into that. Um, before I'd obviously- You have more time to invest. Exactly. All that. More time to invest and, um, you know, dive into, you know, the characters and stories. Um, but before I definitely say film, just because of the experience of going to see them, um, 
theater, you know, for me, going to the movie theaters is always like an event, you know, and it's always usually mostly with friends. Sometimes I go by myself. I actually enjoy, you know, going to the movies by myself sometimes. Same, to see I think all films. of us, yeah. I, I probably prefer going. Do you, do you really? I actually would yeah, get upset I, at Gabe sometimes. He's like, oh, I went, I actually went and saw that. <laughs> you didn't even ask. <laughs> I would have like, back it's in. therapeutic. Yeah, yeah, no, it really is. I mean, when I, I when Black Panther <laughs> dropped, Half of the 20 million times I saw it, I saw it by myself. Yeah. Um, you know, some movies you just, you know, you want that experience on that big screen and, uh, you know, that quality sound, just the whole thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, while I can't choose, I will say right now, series are, are killing the game right now. They're, they're really, um, a lot of uh, storytellers are really giving us some really rich um, content. And so yeah. I, I'm enjoying that right now on all the streaming platforms. Yeah, I think I it's tough to choose, but um I think right now uh it's, I think because of the current climate too, series is is what is where it's at for me and I kind of like like I have I share the same sentiment that you brought up Gabe where some of them like all right, this feels like it's going to go on forever and they they're telling one story and because like all right, it was cool, we're making money off this, let's just stretch it out or take it a different way and kind of just milk this until until we um until it's dry but i something that's been happening more recently i think is the limited series yes. i think those have been they've been really good cuz yeah, most of facts. the time with movies i'm like all right there's a, like you said there's a beginning middle and end i feel satisfied but i'm also like this is so good i want some more <laughs> like uh, yeah. i want seconds you know and with a good series you kind of get that and um if it's if it's done well like you you don't have you don't have the the situation where it's it's getting dragged on or something but like a, a good series that was a, a limited series was um i don't even remember it's on hbo max it has hugh grant in it you guys remember the name oh um let's just like look it up real quick yeah. um yeah hbo max is amazing. hbo max is killing it hbo period has always been incredible when it comes to series um, I keep I've recommended it to so many people and I'm just it's like slipping my mind right now. Have you not recommended this series to me? I definitely have, but I don't know. I don't know. If you, it was at the, no, I for sure did, and at the time you said that the Undoing. The Undoing. The Undoing. The undoing. Yep. I found it at the same time me. as you that looked at it. Yeah. I said it, but you didn't have HBO Max at the time, and then I think you recently got, or you got it. After yeah, it. I, I caved. I was trying to limit my streaming platforms because they yeah. they cost me a lot of money, but I ended <laughs> yeah, up caving. No. And so, I think that that's that's a a good question because what classifies something as a series? Like, yeah. there's movies yeah, out now that are days. four hours. Yeah. Long. That's, true too. that's a limited series. Yeah. yeah. If, if you break yeah. it up, right? Yeah. And then, sure. like, you have movies like, uh, which I love, uh, Hateful Eight. And when you see it in the theater, it's super and the long. And then they too, put yeah. it, the extended version on Netflix it's as a limited up. series. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's how long the movies are. So yeah. I feel like, yeah, I feel like for me, it's me knowing that there's a beginning, middle, and an end. Mm -hmm. I don't like the feeling of, like, all right, this is never going to end. Right. But then there's also, like, uh, what you were saying, well, like you got to invest a lot of time in series. In a series, yeah. And so for me, with streaming, how you could like uh, binge, binge watch them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, like there are certain series that once I watch it, like that's it. And I think the first one I got hooked on was Prison Break. Mm -hmm. And Prison Break is four seasons long. Yeah, right. I had a, I had a. Well, I was working. Until... I was working full time hours mm -hmm. uh, at uh, the rec center at the time. 
and going to school, and I watched four seasons of Prison Break in a week and a half. Wow. <laughs> oh, my Lord. There was a, there was a, I don't know which God. which one it was, but there was a series that I did that, I did that with. Yeah, no, I've done and how many episodes per season? Uh, oof, I can't even remember, but they, wow. I, there's I for like sure, there's for like sure some, there. yeah, there's for sure some that are like 22, yeah. and they're hour long. Dang. And they're hour long, yeah. That's, yeah, and right now, right now, I, I'm actually, I just started. Well, I shouldn't say just, depends on what you mean by just start. Maybe like five days ago, I started Game of Thrones. Okay, let's just mm-hmm. start. Oh yeah, that's just start. Yeah, but when you <laughs> say just start, I'm I'm on like season four episode. Oh wow, <laughs> that's, that's a, almost a season it. a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when and this do man you works a lot. Like do he's, anything? He's just not on the couch. He's no. chilling all the time. Like, it's like dang, that boy said I could walk and chew gum. I do multiple <laughs> I things at a time. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I find myself. Um, yeah, I mean, o- over the past 12 months, I mean, a lot of us have just been binging the hell out of stuff. I mean, yeah, I've torn up some shows in, in record time. Ozark, Ozark um, you know, just really, really just good stuff. And, and you know, stuff like that, content like that, they know when to end. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they know when it comes to the length of time for each episode, how many episodes, when it's like, hey, we're we doing five seasons and that's it. Enjoy. And and you do. You, you really get a full, you know encompassing experience with with that type of serialized uh work um but yeah i like what you said about with with films it's like i can go back and watch my favorite films all the time Mm -hmm. it's a rarity to to kind of go back all the time to one series and commit that much to to one story um especially when it's like it feels like are dropping from the sky like every day like i feel like streaming platforms are out here trying to see you know who can drop the most (laughs) uh (laughs) new stuff uh in 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 a month in a you know a week these days i mean we're getting so much now which is great you know for 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 people like us um but yeah i i really um yeah i like that what you said where it's like you know my favorite film, The Dark Knight. I mean, I've seen that on FX like a hundred times. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen that Iron Man, like some of my favorites. You know, when I when I flick through and see it on TV, I'm like, oh, yeah, let me let me sit back, uh, let me enjoy this for the facts. Yeah, I, I guess mean- <laughs> for me, it kind of goes back to what I said last episode. Is like, just if it's a good story, I'm locked in. Yeah, facts. And if if you have a good like, if The Gentleman was a series, like I'd, I'd the be gentleman, like, <laughs> and um, so gentleman. gentleman. So what uh. What's your guys' favorite favorite series right now? I guess maybe top three. There's so many right now, or just right in, ge- in general. Or maybe maybe not right. Just in general, including now, including whatever. Mm. To give it three. You can do a before now. I won't. After. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna include Game of Thrones since I'm currently watching it and I'm in yeah. the middle of it. But uh, obviously, Prison Break, which mm-hmm. I've already mentioned. Uh, You've watched that one multiple times, though, huh? What Prison Break that series? I've because I recommend it to people and they were like there's so many seasons and I'm like yo I'll watch it with you oh okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Prison Break uh, although I didn't necessarily enjoy the you know what we were just talking about like they they ended it perfectly and then they brought back like a random fifth season mm-hmm. after so much time I didn't necessarily enjoy that but anywho Prison Break is one of my favorites uh, and then it gets spooky because there's so many good ones that I like. I like Insecure. I like Power. I like How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah. I like um, if you can include docu series, uh, the Michael Jordan docu yeah. series. Yes, uh, like oh. there's so many. I shouldn't ask this question. Yeah, the there's last two. Chances. There's there's way too many. Yeah, so for many. me to be like, all right, these are my favorite. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you if you want to throw it in there, Tiger King, <laughs> <That was> amazing, <laughs> gripping. Um, yeah, that was like 
That was, uh, that was a peak pandemic, too. I don't know if that's the one you want to describe as griffing. Oh, listen. Griffin. Oh. <laughs> exit, exit, stage left. Rawr. Okay. <laughs> Grr. Um, man, yeah. Uh, listen, that was that was a moment in time right there. Um, yeah, I, um, I love... Um, my favorite series of all time is Breaking Bad. I okay. love that uh, series. Um, and again, you know, I'm like a character guy, performer guy. I, you know, all the performances on that show, every single person is bringing it. And of course, the great Brian Cranston. Um, and uh, Vince Gilligan, actually, the creator, the show creator, came to uh, UF and spoke. And him just watching him break down, you know, he was breaking down a couple scenes and just going through his mind about how he came up, came about this this story and you know what he wanted to do with it, and then just seeing it blossom into like the phenomenon that it really grew into. Uh, it was it was just cool to see that as a creator and a writer, just like seeing him bring this crazy story to life um, was just so cool. Um, right now, I'm watching Snowfall. Uh, the FX series, um, man, like, and it's crazy. Like, it was one of those shows where I kind of do this with a lot of shows, and I did it with Game of Thrones. If like a latest, like the latest season's like approaching, and everyone's talking about it, I haven't seen the show yet. I ran through like all the previous stuff to get to the latest season to watch along with everybody. Because yeah. uh, I'm, I like, I kind of like that, to, like watch and like tweet along with people mm -hmm. what's going on. I did that with Game of Thrones, uh, Walking Dead. Um, so I, I like those those shows too, and and going off of what we were talking about before with the difference between film and television, I do like that watch along uh, ability yeah. that TV provides, particularly with social media. I love that with Insecure, uh, with Atlanta, like kind of having that same experience, like I was talking about, like Jeez, in the scary movie there's theaters. There's really so many yeah. good series. Yeah, bro. man, you it's crazy. Named, you just named a whole bunch that I didn't name. I'm still yeah. thinking of more. Yeah, in my yeah head. too, man. <laughs> yeah, bro. Um, I even like kind of like in like the docu. I kind of I like the the quasi docu series joints where it's like based on real events. I love. Um, the OJ um, mm, mm, uh, oh my god, miniseries. Yeah, I'm surprised you hadn't said that, that miniseries. You said that's you rewatch it every year. I watch, said, I watch it all the time. There's <laughs> things that I watch once every year: Inglorious Bastards, yeah, the OJ Simpson mm -hmm. uh, uh, docu series with yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr. Yes, um, Shawshank Redemption. Mm -hmm. That's multiple times a year, though. Yeah, mo yeah. Uh, do the right thing. Yeah. I, can, I love Spike like, stuff. Yeah. It's every year. Yeah, man. I have to watch them every year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. For for me, like, I kind of like that watch along, like you were saying too. Mm -hmm. But I'm also, for someone who says, like, I have a lot of patience, I'm also impatient too. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, all right, like, that episode was good, but now you have me waiting until next week. Right. Like, right. and when I'm thinking about it, I hear you guys talk about your, your favorite um, shows and stuff. A lot of them are like network shows and. And whatever, but most of mine are just are like streaming shows or shows mm -hmm. that are like from Netflix or a streaming platform where I can run through it if I really like it in a week or, or less. Or like you said, get through five seasons in five days. Yeah. But like so for me, Ozark, Peaky Blinders, like that oh, just when, when people <laughs> when people say when people are like, all right, can you <laughs> give me a recommendation on what to watch? I'm like, after if if it's not movies, I'm like if, and if I'm if I'm talking serious, I'm like, all right, Ozark, Peaky Blinders. Um, the Last Kingdom is good. That's on Netflix. Oh man, um, I got stuck on season two. There's a 
I don't even. I have to go. I have a list saved in my yeah, <laughs> in my notes look. where I just boop, boop, yeah, send. Like, you yeah. haven't seen these yet. Let, let me know when she's, you finish these, and then we can get back. We can start talking again. I could go through a list of ones that we didn't name that like one, Sons of Anarchy, oh, man. Handmaid's Tale, Handmaid's Tale. Like there's so many yeah, good, so many series. Yeah, the Stranger have, Things. Oh, oh like, yo, like Stranger. I, call, I, shout, I call it Stranger Kids. Stranger shout Kids. Like, there's, yeah, there's just so many good series. So yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I told you I still lean more towards movies, yeah. more so because I like the the going to the movie experience. Right. Um. And I'm less likely to get distracted while watching right, it. Right. But there are tons and tons of good uh, series out there. Another when they see us, yeah. Uh, like there's just so many, yes, so many man. good. Yeah, that's so many good. Some of the docu, so docu series type based on real events type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And it's just like it's really. I I really do believe that we're in like a new golden age, like for film yeah. and television. I mean, the quality of what we're getting. At a like just a rapid pace, and that was that like, was everyone's fear. Everyone's like, yeah, All right, everyone's ev- like, there's a platform for everything. Right, like, right. We're gonna get a bunch of weak content, and then there's gonna be only a few few good things that yeah. people are gonna be paying. And, and I do think that there will we will reach a point where the bubble pops just a little bit. Like I do think that eventually everyone's gonna be like, well, why don't I just bundle all of these streaming services? And eventually it's just gonna be channels again, where you go to you know the Netflix channel yeah. and the HBO Max channel, and it's like it's cable again, which is. Fine. Um, I, I think what the most important thing is the quality, like I said, of the work. I yeah. mean, coming from, again, a superhero fan um, standpoint, uh, getting this Marvel stuff is just like a dream come true, man. Like, it is just incredible. Like, the current series right now with Anthony Mackie, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it's like I am watching a movie every week. Yeah. And I never thought I would see some of these stories brought to life like this. And um, it is, it's good. Like, it's actually, it's not trash. Like, yeah. it, it's, you know, it's its really incredible stuff. Great acting, great storytelling, uh, cinematography, the, you know what I mean? Just everything, the, the design. Um, there's just so much that we're getting from a lot of these um, great um, shows. So, yeah, man, this is a really cool time to, to you know, just consume. Movie-wise, too. Like, the, yeah. all the Netflix films and- yep. Yeah, I HBO think, originals and so on. Yeah, man. Yeah, like you were saying, like you, you uh, people were saying that it was just going to be so many that it was going to be not enough. Mm-hmm. But I, I think people underestimate the, how many creative minds are out there that are and, un, and how un, many untold stories. Yeah, are untold stories, untapped in, untapped, untapped in, uh, sources where you know before it was more like the in crowd were the ones who were telling the stories. And now because exactly. there's so many different networks, so many different streaming platforms, so yeah. many different things, like, I Indie, mean... Indies are becoming mainstream almost. Yeah. 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 I mean, yo, I just like legit thought preach. of more yeah. series. This, yeah, you preach this all the is time. us. This is yeah. us. The right. Punisher, Luke Cage. Oh my God, we were talking about the Netflix Marvel series. So many. Yeah, bro. It's crazy. So many. It's, it's, it's a lot of good, really good content out right now for people to consume which is good for us because that means we'll never run out of things to talk about ever ever man and it's like like you said that's a great point how like the indie world is basically mainstream because really when you think about how the movie business was set up it was like the indie world was the marginalized voice it was you know this is probably not gonna make you know 100k at the box you know 100,000 at the box office whatever the box office but this is a you know a small story that uh, you know what we think a small group will relate to or you know want 
to see um, and pay money to see. But now it's like we'll, what we'll probably we'll definitely be talking about with our next film. It's like there's so much that you don't know. Facts. There's just so <laughs> many stories, so many things that are still among us. There are still, you know, a lot of these what a lot of these stories are deriving from. A lot of it is still stuff that you can tangibly feel and experience. And so this is a, a, an incredibly important time uh, for us as creators ourselves in this world to, you know, bring a lot of these things to light. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm really excited about the future um, of film, of television, because we're going to be learning things and experiencing things that we have never, you know, seen before. So, yeah. And not, not only that, but like the like indie films of the of the past are now getting more attention exactly. because they're more accessible. And like, right. That too. There's... Yep. There's more recognition and more people looking for them now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great point, man. It's a good time, guys. It's a good but yeah, time. perfect segue into into what we wanted to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Concrete Cowboy. Concrete Cowboys. And uh, definitely an original story and a unique, uh, unique story and u- unique way to, way to tell it. But um, yeah, you want to go ahead and intro it, Gabor Amari. Uh, so Concrete Cowboys plot wise is about a young lad who is having some troubled youth problems mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> gets sent to stay with his father who is uh, I think if I remember correctly ex ex felon ex con right. yeah. uh, but he's he, come, he gets sent to live with his father and when he gets there he realizes that his father is really into horses so much so that one lives in like the living room yeah and uh, and this is in downtown Philly. Yeah, yeah this, this is like is this like is not me. like middle Philly. Like this yeah, is this, yeah, this ain't <laughs> <laughs> this, this ain't like, like in the boonies in a got, random ranch. Yeah, yeah this horses, is like horses, little Snoop Philly. This yeah, is this. they got horses over here. They have the bike gang over here and <laughs> motor yeah. and motor whatever. And then the downtown Philly is all in the same spot. Yeah, and so he, his uh, dad is showing him some tough love. And trying to, I guess, correct his behavior and keep him out of trouble. And he's doing so by introducing him to horses and horse riding, et cetera. And, you know, how to maintain, take care of horses, train them, et cetera. But like they said, it's this isn't like in an actual like ranch design. You know, they have like their uh, stable but this stable is like right in the heart of the city. Right. It's like it's an apartment, but they just knocked down the walls and turned it into a stable. Basically. basically. <laughs> yeah. So that's the that's the uh, plot of of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> tons of tons of fun. Um, again, this is a story like I I had no clue. Like I didn't know For that. Sure. Now I knew about black cowboys and I knew about the you know incredible history um, and untold stories of um African American cowboys. Um but I had no clue about, you know, Pennsylvania, specifically Philadelphia, which yeah. you know you don't know. There's so, definitely yeah. country parts to Pennsylvania. Oh, but. for sure. But when I think of Philly, I think of, you know, yeah. uh chopped cheese and I think of, you know, ATVs and, you know, like I yeah. said, Meat Mill Philly. That's the Philly I think about. I don't think about no horses or stables. Um, Being so in the it, midst of all that, yeah, yeah <laughs> like literally in the middle of the city, like it's like, oh my god, like yeah, like the horses were like posted up, like you know, on the side of the <laughs> the side of the buildings. I was like, okay, this is interesting. Um, so yeah, like this was like a really eye opening film for me, and it was really exciting because I was like, see, and when I saw like the trailer drop and stuff, and like that this film was coming, I was like, see, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, like these are the stories, man, because you know, uh, particularly for African Americans, we we we. Sh- 
shout to the mountaintops all the time about, you know, untold um, and, you know, sometimes erased mm -hmm. stories um, or, you know, the attempt to erase stories um, and rewrite history. And so this was a really cool, you know, story about black history. Um, and I love that. Um, and so... Yeah, man. Um, I think the cast, I got the cast pulled up. This is a really cool cast. You can't go wrong with it. Just Elba, you know. Yeah, it's he, like, he, he you just miss. can't. He like, he doesn't miss. He knows the assignment. He knows the assignment. And he, you know, he brings it, man. Like, he, he's really just, you know, he's an all-around talent. And he's one another performer for me who makes me just believe what's going on. Like, and, and you would never think, I, for the longest, did not know that he was... British. Yeah, no, for sure. No. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I did not know. know. Like, I think everyone can I'm like, kind oh, of. Oh, he can act and talk in yeah, a British accent. Like, wow. like, that's crazy he can do that. <laughs> like, this is crazy. Usually, like, uh, we don't really see that from American actors. Wow. Like, oh, okay. He's not. Yo, I mean, he is so talented. And I mean, I feel like he's everywhere now, but I, I, he needs more. Like, I don't even know. Like, yeah, like Daddy's Little Girls. That was. Yeah, that was I was dope. like, you know, it's, it's crazy. And, um, so yeah, he 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 does it for me. Uh, someone who I've seen on the timeline recently, they actually today I saw like trending. They were talking about uh, top ten rappers turn actors, and a lot of people were like in comments and stuff going in for Method Man, Facts. bro. Facts. Like he yeah. is a really Facts. good actor, bro. Facts. Like I Facts. really enjoy seeing him on screen. Um, he's great in the new Power series. I don't know if Facts. you guys have seen yep. that. He's awesome in that. And just seeing him pop up and stuff. I mean, I remember seeing him first in Soul Plane, just being the fun, like, mm -hmm. bop, bop, bop. But now he's really, like, bringing... And how high. Yeah, <laughs> yeah how high, exactly. <laughs> like, But now he's bringing some gravitas. He's bringing some drama to the situation. Like, he's really... Showing some range. Yeah, he's showing that range, man. And so I think that's really, really cool. Um, you know, my guy, we were talking about Stranger Things. Caleb, he was really cool in this. Um, he's, you know, a really cool young performer coming up. Um, he's my current fan cast going yeah. to um, you know back to the superhero stuff for Static Shock. I okay. think he would be. I think he'd be pretty cool in that. He's just like cool. I like his edge. This is my first time seeing him like curse and stuff. Mm. I think he curses a little bit in um, Stranger Things, but like he's around like black folks in this. So I was like, he's, yeah. he's saying <laughs> it's a different like, time. I don't different. Give a fuck. Like you, motherfuckers. Like, shut <laughs> I was like, okay, Caleb, I like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it, it was just an all around really, really um, again eye opening experience. Um, uh, I guess we'll go more into just like how the movie kind of goes along um, and how you know the story progresses. Yeah. But overall, yeah, I, I love this. Oh, Jarrell Jerome, I didn't mention we were talking Academy about Academy Award exactly uh, Emmy <laughs> uh, for this guy. He is excellent in this. Um, he's another one to be on the watch for in future projects. He's just he's he's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, I wanted to wanted to shout out all the Stranger Kids cast. They've and Stranger they're kids. they're getting out of like that that kid role. Like they're yeah. they're progressing and growing into actors that you that I guess have more range or not mm -hmm. pigeoned pigeonholed into <clears throat> typecast it yeah. typecast it into what they what they've already done. And they're yeah. they're definitely stretching their stretching their arms and, yeah. and taking on and, and it's kind of cool. Challenges. Like with these current kid actors the the content in general that we're consuming these days is more mature anyway and so i think like with the stranger kids films like they were like stranger regular stranger i mean now you got me saying stranger yeah. kids with these strange children um uh yeah i mean uh, some of the materials are kind of uh, pretty mature in that in that series um and a lot of them kind of like were getting parts and stuff they weren't being typecasted but they were getting a lot of 
um, stuff that was similar. So like you had yeah. Finn and I think another character from Stranger Things in the It films. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's like they're kids, but like you know the content is very mature. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's really cool to see too. Um, seeing a lot of these kids like they didn't really have to worry about being stuck in that you know Home Alone syndrome or something like that. You know yeah. where it's like you know all I see you is as a kid. Like you were already you know you know shooting the breeze and you know being very adult in a lot of ways um but this is still very a, a really cool retreat for Caleb um into some more you know it, it this definitely I, it could, you could tell it felt more like home for him naturally cuz he's black yeah. um and so that was cool to see him around more performers that you know were talking like him you know doing a lot of things that you could relate to one of the the i guess it's the intro to the movie but uh, one of my favorite parts, I guess, I, after watching it for the second time, was how they introduced the story. How it was like a phone recorded or a, a voice message of um, the principal, whoever, saying, "Hey, like he's a problem kid." So you're getting all the information and background information without like someone, like in a creative way, rather than someone just saying or like there being text on the screen, like, "Hey, mm-hmm. this kid." Has has done this, done this, or whatever, right. and and that drive in um, over to Philly from from Detroit. One, I thought I was like, all right, they went from Philly to Detroit that I fast. Know, I was but like, <laughs> first of all, mama but, didn't waste no time. She right. like to put his shit in a in a in a garbage bag, threw that shit out the car. <laughs> like yeah. get your black ass out this car. She <laughs> locked the doors. The the like she was done. <laughs> he was sitting there. Mama, don't leave. Mama, don't leave me, please. Mama, mama, don't leave me. Me. I was like, oh, it's serious. <laughs> She's like, I'm leaving your ass, nigga. Don't tell me. I was like, dang, mama. But yeah, just like introing the, like, you get right into the the crux of what the film is and like the action without doing it in a dry or cliche kind of way. But yeah, other than that, I mean, there's a lot to like about this film. What, um, Gabe, what was your, what was your take on what did you think about it overall? So I loved it. Um, uh, I mean, like you were saying, I lo- love the fact that it was based on a true story. I also like films where, like, so I didn't see any of, like, the marketing promo for this Same. or anything like that. I like when films, instead of telling me right in the beginning that it's based on a true story, mm-hmm. I like watching a whole movie and then out. being like, dang, this is crazy. What if something like this really did happen? And then they'd be like, based on a true story. And I'm like, yeah, like that. so. Yeah, I, su- I super duper love love that. And then at the end, like the outtakes, them having like the like the, the people who are actually in, in the movie, part, right? yeah, in yeah, the movie, like, performing, yeah. doing a life. good job. Yeah, like you know, who better to convey them but them? You're right. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, I I, I love that. Um, and then what you're saying earlier, like so many things that we just don't know. Yeah. There's n- no one would have been able to convince me that. As a as a black guy, I could just have a horse in the city, right? Mm-hmm. Just be like, "Hey, you see this building over there? Uh, we're just gonna knock a couple of these walls down, throw some horses in yeah, there, make see it a this stable." Empty lot. <laughs> we're just and the fact that it wasn't there. just one, yeah. like when they had the little festival, mm-hmm. and it was like, "Oh, this person is from this stable. This right, person is from right. this stable. This person is like, oh, this is a normal thing, all over the place." Yeah, all yeah. over. Yeah, Philly. But even at the end, there the the um people who were acting, but were actually. Concrete cowboys were mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's like some people don't even know that that we're we're out here, but um, that I I liked like the part where you were talking about um them having them telling you later on, hey, this was based on a true story, mm-hmm. but not even saying, hey, it's based on a true story. It's like, all right, this actor that you just saw, like dude in a wheelchair or or the other um girl, 
like this is their real story or like some stats about them like wait they're not even actors like right, this is right. like, this oh, is they really like, that, like, like his real name's Paris and her right. real name you know what I'm saying like they didn't and they didn't like you watching the movie they did a great job you would have never known they they weren't actors like they didn't do um I wouldn't say like all right they should be nominated for awards and stuff like that mm-hmm. but they didn't they didn't take away anything from the film from not having previous experience yeah and I can it probably kind of helps cuz you're you're living and living your own story and right and playing yourself but Playing yourself in, in the literal sense, not playing yeah, yourself not, yeah, like not, DJ Khaled. DJ. Congratulations, you played yourself. But, <laughs> you're playing you yourself. No, not that at all. But yeah, I thought I liked I liked the way it was shot too. The um, it it made you feel like you were watching a western, even yeah, though it was absolutely. in the middle, even though it was in the middle of a, of the uh, of the city in in Philadelphia. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's and, crazy because I'm sorry, I no, you but it. Really, when I first was hearing rumblings of the film, mm-hmm. I thought that it was going to be a western. I thought it was going to be a western, like with like a bunch of black people, and I was like, "Oh shit, like that!" Like finally, like we get in, like yeah. you know, like Django, but it's right, like exactly. you know what I mean. Like, like, like when I, I was like, "Ooh, Idris Elba," and K-. I was like, "Wait!" Yeah. But then it was a cool flip. I was like, "Oh wait, no, this is based on a true right. story, and it's in Philly." Like I have no clue that this like even existed. Like. So it's almost kind of like it's that essence, but it's modern and very real. I definitely thought it was gonna have Tarantino vibes when yeah, I first saw that. I, I was like, was all right, it's it. gonna be lit. Like they're Tarant- like not Tarantino, but they're gonna take something that doesn't belong somewhere and then make it belong. Right. But it was so it was like it was a nice surprise when you find out, oh, okay, like this is the story. Not that I was I wasn't expecting this and they still killed it. And I guess a point you made was you didn't really know much about the film before <laughs> watching it. I love like I saw some like material on it because it's Netflix, so they show you like parts or whatever, and you can't, you can't get you can't you you're not watching the film before you watch it. Mm-hmm. Like they right. they did a very good job yeah. with their trailer and how they either tease it or what they showed you, in in a way to to gain interest without showing you all the best parts or telling you the entire story. Yeah, yeah, uh, story was dope. Um, again, I, I, knowing that it's based on a true story is. is Wow to me, um, it had some things in there that I mean you would expect. Like, hey, these officers or white people don't want you guys to have horses. Horses here, <laughs> kind of makes Yo, as sense. As soon as as soon as the um, they were talking about the white lady that came to interview them, I'm like, all right, it's getting shut down. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, no, she wasn't sure. here on her own accord, nah, being nice. Like she's down here, yeah, it's about to go down. Trying later. to trying to stir something up, and mm-hmm. it's gonna. And this I, is this is where things go wrong. Exactly. Yeah, and I also like uh, you know the whole like takes a village type of attitude, yeah. Yeah. where like you know when he got there to his dad, like the dad was giving him some tough love, but he was trying to go to a neighbor. The neighbor was like, "Nah, mm-hmm. you can't stay here. You try to go to this place. Nah, you can't." Like everybody right. was giving him tough love. You got to eat the um. What they eat say? The slop. Yeah, gotta, eat the slop yeah, before you. you. Eat the yeah, slop. <laughs> and like, then you know. Although this is in a city, they had a very like country discipline type thing. Yes. Like, you know, yes. anyone who grew up in the country or have family that's from the country, they're very much so like, hey, you gotta go out here, you gotta, you know, clean clean up this pen, clean up this, yeah. go uh plant this, go, you know, have you out there working with your hands all day, every day, and earn 
everything you know that you're gonna get inside the house and that's kind of like he got there he started getting fascinated with horses and he was like i want to ride a horse and he immediately like oh you want to ride a horse oh you, you gotta go put work. The work in yeah. yeah you gotta go work the stables immediately mm-hmm. and he, he went there and they all watched him struggle for a little bit and he was like all right let me help you out you're gonna be out here all year trying to yeah. do it this way so yeah i like i like those types of aspects where it's like although i'm not in those situations they're super duper relatable as right. far as like, all right, this is a parenting thing done that a lot of parents do, but it's just done in a different way, mm-hmm. a different style. When I, when I'm not here, you better you better listen up to yeah, to because someone else is gonna be there too, you know. And, then and even, if I find out from them, it's gonna be worse when you come up. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were so many incredibly important themes in this film. Um, you know, one, I think the biggest one, well, I'll say the second biggest one and I'll say the biggest one to me at the end, but the, the second biggest one for me is obviously family. You know what I mean? The, the, the importance of that family environment community, um, like you were saying, like how he was rejected when he first got there, like, Hey, open it. Like, you know what I mean? Open your home to me. Like, uh, no, we got the word on you. Uh, you need to go and, you know, earn you know, basically earn your place in this community. You know what I mean? It's like you're, you know, Nessie was telling him that was her the, the character. Yeah, Nessie, Nessie. Yeah. She was basically just like, "Hey, welcome back. Like now it's time to you know get it out the mud and really you know earn your stripes here in these streets." Um, and you know that's something to be appreciated. Um, and um, I think you know the other part of that is you know fathers and sons in that relationship, particularly black fathers and sons. Um, I think that's you know a theme that you know needs to be weighed in on even more and and shown even more. Um, I think we get a lot of great black mothers and motherly figures mm-hmm. in films. I think it's important that we see not just great fathers on screen, but the growth. I liked seeing yeah. the growth from beginning to end in this film of Idris Elba's character to embracing that role of being a father in Caleb's character's life. Um, and then the the my most important theme for me in this film is um, buying back the block. Yeah, and when I say buy back the block. Um, you know, this film pretty much is talking about gentrification and, you know, the uh, stripping of uh, black culture, black history uh, from historically black and uh, rich areas in our country. And it's crazy. I had this article that I was reading today. Yeah, I was reading today from the LA Times. They were talking about this area in Manhattan Beach called Bruce's Beach. And it was basically in the early uh, 1900s, there was this spot called Bruce's Beach and black families were, they had homes, resorts, uh, the whole bit like on this strip on Manhattan Beach. And essentially the city came in and they were like, we're, we're, we're seizing this, this area for, because of uh, eminent domain and you all have to get out of here and we're going to turn it, you know, they turned it into a park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like, oh yeah, we need a park here. And um, so y'all got to go. And it was basically like, get your black asses out of here. We are building a resort on top of y'all shit. And we can't have black people here. Um, And right now, they're in the process of putting legislation in place to get that property back. Um, And they're going through all the the motions to basically take back what is theirs. And they're actually getting the county, the city, and the state to issue out apologies and just give everyone their just due. Um, And so I like how this film kind of highlighted you know, 
that story that is so, you know, it, it's so prevalent around the country, around the world. I mean, there's so much that's been stolen from us. I mean, yeah. we can, we, there's a whole podcast in itself. We could talk about that. <laughs> but uh, just, you know, just to close that, I, I really do appreciate that, you know, that highlight to just be like, not only is this like a story about untold, you know, marginalized voices, marginalized voices, but this is stuff that we need to preserve. This is stuff that we need to save. This is stuff that we need to continue to tell and retell mm -hmm. to generations to just keep the culture moving. So that was really the part of this whole thing that I really appreciated. And yeah, I implore you all to like consume not just this story, but all stories. I mean, your your neighborhood, your own neighborhoods and your own, you know, neighbors um, are, are trying to fight this fight to, you know, just keep keep on keeping on. Um, as 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 black and brown people mar marginalized and and so that was really cool for me and yeah. I, and I really really that liked was, that. It was definitely an apparent theme and uh and Method Man his character even like right, alluded right. to it too. He's like yeah like y'all are renting y'all don't own it like pull mm -hmm. together and buy it and right. they can't tell you what to do with it after that. Yep. But, yeah. but yeah that and then I guess the you were, you were talking about it before but I think the the theme they were trying to drive home the most was just was just family and that. Even through all the stuff you were just talking about and, and saying that even if you don't have the property, like the the family and the community is really where the value is. Right. Yeah. I And I like how um, they did a lot of everyone had similar goals, but different different routes to get there. Right. So, you know, Method Man kind of takes uh, the lead character to like a a, a track. Right. It's like, listen, you want to ride? You could, you could, you could, by all means, ride the way you're mm -hmm. you're riding horses. But you could do it this way, and he, this is what he does all day, every day as a career. And then Smush wanting to have his own stable. He's literally saying what we're saying. Like he mm -hmm. wants to have his own stable, own his own thing. They can come in and put us out in any kind of way, but. He's going about it the wrong, you know, he's going about it the wrong way, how to acquire the finances to to do it. Mm -hmm. right. And then obviously those people are they're in their community, they're in their place to like this is our stable. Like who how could someone tell us that this isn't, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. they all basically have the same goal of like we we this is what we love doing. We want to be able to do this for the rest of our lives and teach our kids and they be able to teach their kids about this type of lifestyle and how to do this. But everybody had different pathways to get there. And I think in a lot of movies, a lot of times they have, you know, it's people one just, way. yeah, it's one way and either it's hot or cold. Like everyone is completely on different sides of the fence about like the end result or what the end goal is going to be. Mm -hmm. And all these characters are very, you know, method man's a cop. And he he wants a similar result. Smush, you know, is a is a kid who's you know getting mixed up in the wrong things, but he wants the same result. You have all these old timers who are like, you know, kind of stuck in their ways, but they all want the same result. And for me, that's super relatable because I think uh, in today's time, a lot of the topics that we discuss between generations, especially amongst Black people, like we all have the same end goal, but we all have a difference of opinion on how we should get there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, really good points. Um, yeah, uh, I guess um, we can kind of just go into like, yeah, I mean, all the performances I really enjoyed. Again, Meth was great. Um, 
Um, I love the Nessie character. I thought she was a great, you know, that that motherly figure, that auntie figure. Really, really cool. I love the Isha character. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, I guess maybe another theme, I suppose, like that push and pull, particularly in our youth, uh, between, you know, Going in one direction, going another direction, and what, I mean, and what the real realistic options are exactly for, and, for people in situations like that or in these communities. Yep, yep. And it's like you know, Caleb's character gets a very big reality check um, when Jarrell Jerome's character is killed, um, and spoiler you know, alert. loses life. Yeah, spoiler, <laughs> spoiler. I was waiting. I was like, I the entire movie, I'm like, someone's dying. Yeah, someone's got to. Who's, someone's, who's someone's it going to go. <laughs> like, We are. You know what I'm be? saying? The minute I, I saw Jay, I'm like, okay, Jay, like, what, what, what are you going to do? Like, what kind of stupid? You know, <laughs> what's gonna go wrong with you? Um, so yeah, I mean that, and I think in a lot of metro areas, a lot of families and communities are dealing with that, particularly in the black community, that push and pull between, you know, you know, leading, you know, not a proper, but just a, a, a you know, a, a law abiding mm-hmm. and, you know, getting that education type of lifestyle. And then you have the street lifestyle and the hood and, you know, the, you know, the glamorization of, you know, crime fast money. And, and yeah, and just like fast money, fast lifestyle, um, drugs and, you know, the whole deal. Um, that's definitely another huge thing that we're dealing with in today's society, uh, particularly from, you know, the hip hop lane, um, which was, you know, another small connection with this film for me again because I was like you know I associate I really do associate Philly now that I think about it with hip hop kind of you mm-hmm. know what I mean like you were saying Fresh Prince is one of your your favorite shows um, you know I you know associate you know Fresh Prince and Meek Mill and Kevin Hart like I think of like you know hip hop culture um, so yeah, that's definitely another thing in this film where I was like, yeah, they 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 yeah, definitely yeah. they definitely cover that and and really just try to shine shine a light on like, hey, like look, like you can go in that direction if you want. <laughs> there, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Yeah. So it's like you know, especially in the streets, like you make one wrong move and that was your last move. Mm-hmm. So um, that was really cool, and I hope a lot of you know young people watch that part of it too to just be yeah. like, you know, there's another way to just really you know live live life. Yeah, I wanted to ask you guys who who or what was a a bright spot in the in the film for you. For me, it was um, it was one the I guess cinematography, but how they made you feel like you were you were in a western, and how the movie just like sucked you in immediately. Mm-hmm. And then also that it wasn't sounds funny to say, but it wasn't corny because a lot of times right. black stories are told in a corny way. Yep. Like the music that they that they used was. And I noticed in my second in my second watching, it didn't distract from the story, and it was really timely. And the music was good. It wasn't like I've seen I've seen other films. I won't say names where like they the music just is like terrible, but it's hip hop, and they're just like all right, it's a hip hop song, so just throw it in there. <laughs> but mm-hmm. every it didn't it wasn't basically it wasn't corny. I, I appreciated that a lot. Yeah, so kind of somewhat piggybacking off what what you said. Although this is like a cowboy film. It was very black, right. meaning like it had a very like you had the the people hanging out just telling old stories 
Mm-hmm. Probably lying, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm Definitely <laughs> Yeah, probably lying. You had like I, the he, big. He won by a tooth and he shot his teeth out, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, could <laughs> cup, you could put a soda cup on uh, his teeth; they were stuck out like this. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody so you got that uncle, that cousin. Facts. You yeah. had like the 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 block party or barbecue vibe, and they freaking raced the horses yeah. like it was like a foot race. Like right, it was right. just in the mm-hmm. middle of a barbecue. And they decide to race you. So it was for me hearing concrete cowboys, I was not expecting for it to feel just like hanging out with black folk. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that that to me was a, a super duper bright spot because and it kind of touches on that in the film where it was like, listen, there are black cowboys. They're, we've been around forever. We're not new and we're still here. People just don't know that we're here. Yeah. And for me, I was like, I 100% feel like they're cowboys and I 100% feel like they're black. Like everything mm-hmm. about them felt, you know what I'm saying, yeah. uh, black. And then my second uh, bright spot would be something you touched on earlier, which was niece character. And I feel like she was one of the motherly figure that everyone listened to. Even Idris Elba's character, who seemed yeah. like he wasn't, he was, he no had to be elite. accountable. He, yeah. yeah. But he listened to her when she spoke. He listened to her, yeah. and so I felt like I, I, uh, we, we all know that type of matriarch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I uh, that that would be my second bright spot. Yeah. I mean, oh man. Um, just going off of that, I, um, I found so many just cool nuggets of of information that I didn't know connected to black cowboys. Like, I mean, I had no clue that the Lone Ranger was originally black. Uh, depicted as a black person, mm-hmm. um, which is a historically, you know, legendary, you know, Thank epic you. tale of this guy who's never been depicted black from my, from you know, my, you know, recollection. Um, and then, like, even the inception of the word cowboy is incredibly in, ingrained in you know racism and uh, you know our our, our culture. Uh, it was originally cow hands, and it was. White folks telling, you know, hey, boy, grab the, go, go grab that horse, boy. And it evolved into cowboy. Like, that's just like. And now you have the small, Dallas Cowboys. Something so, right. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, and then it's just like, you you think about cow, the word cowboy and how much a part of our culture it is. And then you get that small nugget and you just like, damn. Like. It's been white. That's racist. No. Yeah, it's racist. Yeah. And then like, that word is racist. And like, we only, wow. we only know. Well, I shouldn't say we only know, but most people, when they think of cowboy, they do not think of black people. I at think all. Of, you think of Josie at Wales all. and Clint no, Eastwood at and- all. And, and, and that goes great into my spot. Like my highlight of the film is the horse Boo. Um, I think the connection between black people and animals and nature is incredibly severed in our current culture. We do not have a good, like if I always have this dream, like if it was the end of the, if the power grid shut down tonight, black, we'd be screwed. The hood would be screwed. We'd all be screwed. Cause we don't know. You know what I mean? We don't know how to follow the North star. We don't know how to, you know, match a, you know, uh, you know, fire up a campfire, uh, or whatever. Like speak for yourself. Y'all are kind of nature guys, but the average, the, the average, average Negro does not know what to do in the middle of the Yellowstone 
Park, okay? <laughs> we don't know, you know, what these sounds are, these smells. You know, Bear Grylls would he would have a day with us because we we are not connected like we used to be. So everyone's a bunch of Marshawn Lynches, what you saying? No, but for no. real though, like we don't yeah. have that connection anymore. And when you think about the motherland and just like overall, like how animals and nature was very much a part of our 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 internal you know history like mm-hmm. as black people we were very much a part of the land i mean everything that we did was from the land so it's like i think that this was another great part of the story where it was like we need to get back to understanding nature we need to get back to understanding animals like cowboys it's like yeah that's all they do is they, like work with horses and nessie was saying that in, this, in, in right. like the campfire she was like they did you know white horses they didn't know what to do they they thought that horses were to be dominated that they had to and be that's broken, how yeah. yeah and like we understood black folks understood she said verbatim black folks understood that you know the they need to be nurtured like they are also you know living breathing creatures and we knew how to do that as as cowboys as those black cowboys so that was something to me too i was just like wow like you know, those are, these are certain things you just don't think about. We don't talk about, and, yeah. and we haven't explored as you know modern Black folks. You yeah, know what I it mean? was. You you already brought this up, but it was a good piece for taking back history mm-hmm. that that has been whitewashed or yep. changed for changed and told us, hey, this is how it was. So I have a hilarious joke that I just. Uh, told to an older person yesterday mm-hmm. it made me think about what you just said I love jokes. so for my whole life I've been hearing oh you need to learn how to do this you need to learn how to do that because if the world shut down you're not going to have all <laughs> that technology and then the world shut down and what saves us <laughs> <laughs> it was technology technology, technology baby <laughs> that's true oh man true. so yeah but I don't disagree with you at all I mean uh, like you said AJ and I are, are nature lovers yep. and we super duper love uh, animals so well, I, I for sure agree with you and I definitely think that uh, the idea that uh, black people don't like animals or have a distorted perception mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. animals is yeah. ridiculous. Um, but so, yeah, I, I would say that Boo and his connection with Boo is a, a bright spot because it pointed out that we don't, it's not always up to us. Right. Like he didn't choose the horse. The mm-hmm. horse chose him. The mm-hmm. horse didn't really listen to anybody else but right. him. And everyone kind of had that connection with their own horse. All yeah. their horses kind of was like, all right, this is this person's horse. No one else can do with this horse what this person, yeah. you know, right. can do. Right. And not only that, it was like, I I think it's purposely done. Like the trouble horse was mm-hmm. like, chose the yeah, trouble because like, oh, no, like, yeah, they yeah, had a connection or, or whatever, or were on the same level in a, in a sense. Yeah. And they kind of helped each other through being looked at as the as the problem i thought i thought he was gonna try to steal the horse when they were taking him back like immediately and he was gonna be arrested i was like this movie better not go this way like (laughs) like i'm not trying to see another police brutality or whatever yeah but when i saw method man i was like they're getting off yeah, yeah. Like they're away. As soon as I saw Method Man, I was like, they're getting away. And I know this is this is a, a, a touchy thing right now between black people and their relationship with officers, mm-hmm. law enforcement. Yep. Yeah, with law enforcement. But I feel like that's the importance of having someone who grew up in that community For and sure. is a part of the as people of, yeah. and know like this person's character and know them as a person. Like you, yeah. you know, what I'm saying like that's the that's the biggest difference right there. Like had he said it, mm-hmm. he was like. Oh, if this rookie cop would have came in here, 
he would have yeah. been happy. He would have had, yeah, mm-hmm. he would have been trigger happy, mm-hmm. and this could have went left. So that's the, I've, I've I've been waiting here for three days. Three for you guys days to do this. waiting for you guys to do this because mm-hmm. I know you and I know yeah. this is oh, what you're gonna, gonna go do. Down. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I, uh, I mean, overall, uh, I just think, uh, again, like just a really, really cool eye opening experience with this one. And um, everyone, you know, delivered performance wise, uh, even the people who were coming from, you know, real experience, they really brought, you know, they could have easily just kind of phoned it in and just whatever. But I, I enjoyed Paris. I enjoyed the Isha character. Um, and uh, everyone who contributed, the elders that were coming mm-hmm. in and, and talking about some of those stories, I thought was really, really cool. Oh, towards the end, to yeah, kind of towards, the, towards the end, and the then outtakes. even like in like the campfire scene yeah, okay. when they were playing the harmonica and just like stuff like that. I just I love that, and I and I love that connection between the young and the old, and you know, this feels like another one of those like um, things that's being passed down to us. You know what I mean? As a culture, just like learning about this. Um, and this is something that we can, you know, add to, you know, the the black history segments in school and, um, you know, just overall having more conversations about, you know, uh, some of these these untold stories. So, yeah. yeah, this was really, really cool. I like this one, guys. I know I already said my bright spots, but another one for me was that they is that they grounded it at the end. Right. Like you guess that's when they revealed that it was based on a true story. But one, they had real people in the movie that were actually concrete cowboys. So it gave them a chance to tell their story. And then at the end, they grounded even more by letting people who also lived in the area that were necessarily weren't in the movie tell their stories and give their testimonials and, and so on like that. So it wasn't like, hey, this is this could be a cool, dope movie. We're just going to tell it and then throw something in the credits so that people know it's based on true story stuff's happening. No, they actually like, you know what? We're going to let you guys tell it too. We told it. You guys are also telling it. You guys are co-signing this, or you guys get to say your piece on it, yeah. which is dope. So I'm gonna switch it up mm-hmm. because we went first last time. So what would be your rating of the movie? My rating? Ooh, it's tough. Because... Put them on the spot. <laughs> Put them on the spot. Um, Let's hear it. Try to take bias out of it. Uh, I want to say. I want to say eight. Yeah. Good movie. I don't... Seven would be like an okay movie for me. Eight, it was good. They they hit all the themes. Um, or they, they touched on all the themes. They delivered it in a good way. But um, yeah, I, don't know, I, just, I think I want to say eight right now. Because I might be like trying to... Trying to last movie, I gave it. I gave it a ten. <laughs> in this one, I'm giving an eight, so I don't want to like. I'm trying to just not pigeonhole myself into giving every movie a nine or every movie right, a ten right. type thing. Well, but, so I'm I'm in the same ballpark. Yeah. I would go eight, eight and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah. on this movie, super. Like I said, real, real, real good movie. Um, I definitely would recommend people go watch it. Uh, yeah. Which would be our next. I guess our next thing would be would we recommend it? Yeah, definitely would recommend yeah. people to go watch it. And not only you, I think it'd be it's actually a, a dope family movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no family movie to watch. Yeah, so uh, it's not you can watch it with a gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'll I'll go eight point five on this one. Um, yeah, uh, just an important story, um, and um, it's got some rewatchability. I, I think I could you know go back and give it another spin. Um, you know, is this you know Academy Award you know bait situation? No. Um, there are great performances. I think this is a nice advancement for Caleb in his young career. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another, you know, great feather on Idris's cap, on Meth's cap. 
Um, they're all, you know, uh, you know, really fun to watch on screen. And and that was, you know, the performances was definitely a highlight here. Um, I did, you know, some people, when I told them I was going to be watching this and reviewing it, some people did tell me, you know, it's going to drag a little bit at some parts. It is going to, sometimes it might feel like some things need to be cut here or um, uh, maybe the film overall might have gone a little bit um, longer. Um, I didn't necessarily feel that. I do feel like, like you said earlier, AJ, it does kind of just jump right into the situation. Yeah. Like it does start off kind of like grim, desaturated, like super, like low, like this is a really sad life this child's living. Um, but then it picks up when he starts to get ingrained into the culture in Philly and, and meets all these characters and starts to really, you know, come into his own. This is a, this is a coming of age film, really, when you think yeah. about it. And it's really cool seeing this young man via this incredible story that a lot of us don't know about. Um discover himself and, and kind of get in tune with himself in this community. So yeah, 8.5, definitely go check it out. Um, and, you know, tell others, check it out, particularly, you know, black folks, like these are things, these are stories that we need to start telling more of. And I wanted to, since I'm ending this part, I want to get you guys opinion on maybe a story or two that you guys would like to see brought to life or <laughs> highlighted, what, what what's your kind of? Uh, I guess I'll start. So a story that I would love, uh, an untold story, a, a marginalized story that a lot of people I feel should learn about, know about, is um, about Milestone Comics. Uh, I don't know if you guys know, but um, Milestone Comics is Static Shock. Um, there's a lot of other really cool characters that. Um, were created in the Milestone universe. And basically, uh, four or five guys, black guys, came together. There were some, a couple were in business. Um, one, uh, Dwayne McDuffie, who was really revered and um, incredibly important person in um, cartoons and animation, uh, comic books. He brought us Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. He did a lot of writing for DC, Marvel. Um, and he was kind of like the leader of uh, the Milestone Comics wave in the early 90s. Uh, it was the first black, the first major black owned comic book company. And um, eventually, obviously, they got uh, dissolved into D.C., but now they've, they're making a resurgence uh, this year, actually. They're going to be putting out um, some new books for a lot of their characters. And obviously, there have been rumblings with Static. Michael B. Jordan's uh, supposedly tapped to produce um, a film. Uh, but yeah, it all started from these black men, young black men um, with jobs and, and in business and what have you coming together to make this comic book company. And they came together, made this whole comic Bible, and it was like Marvel in DC. And like they had their own thing and they sold millions of comics. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, I think it would be really cool to like learn about them and you know what they did and how they did it you know in the early 90s um it's a very you know white uh dominated a predominantly white environment comic books and genre sci-fi fantasy so yeah that's something that i would love to see like brought to life so i'll go next since you went first last time um i have quite a few of these actually and there some of them are more concepts and some of them are exact things mm-hmm. um so since we're we're just talking about buying back the blog back black ownership mm-hmm. etc i think this would be better as a series but black wall street definitely yeah. would yep. be a lit series about mm-hmm. how it came about how it started the inner workings what they ended up creating etc um i think that'd be dope um 
some other concepts I have is like a lot of people, when people are creating movies, they're always thinking about like these people who are like household names or global, global names. And I think there's a lot of stories of people who've impacted numerous lives Mm -hmm. that aren't necessarily like they're the small town person, like the, the, the teacher who taught everyone in this neighborhood how to read for years Mm -hmm. or something along those lines where like we touch on that person and their story and how they, you know, taught themselves how to read and how they like, there's tons of stories like that, Mm -hmm. that I don't feel like gets told enough. And then one that I, I, I talk about all the time is like the quirky, funny, romantic comedies, but with black people, Mm -hmm. meaning like not necessarily like, you know, I'm talking about like picture a Vince Vaughn movie, but with all black, yeah, yeah. A, all yeah. black class where you know. Right. So meaning like this on you know, the guy doesn't necessarily have to be a sex symbol. He's just a, a normal at home, you know, a quirky guy. Um, in my head for some reason I Average think Joe or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay. in my head for some reason I'm thinking like an earthquake type of right, 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 right type right, of right. you know yeah. person like <laughs> someone who's just like those type of movies. I feel like yeah, seeing Craig Robinson yeah, just like seeing that. a normal black. Black family who has like funny moments, mm-hmm. like you know, kind of like blackish, but right. movies, yeah, like sophisticated comedy. Yeah. We're so missing that. I always say that too. Like our generation, we don't have like a super bad. We don't have a Pineapple Express. We don't like those type of films. Like we are missing that for sure. Sophisticated comedy, like, and not even like highbrow. Like saying that, it's just like. We can't always, it can't always be like, you know, the oversaturated, you know, super light and and quippy, like, I don't want to say any names, but you guys know what kind of comedy we usually get if it's starring some black folks. Like, it's the same kind of one note, you know, film. And we, there's so much more to us, like, Mm -hmm. and, and I would love to see. And I mean, going back to Jordan Peele, it's like... I watched an interview with him talking about the the dark comedy in horror, particularly with black people. Like the 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 humor that we sometimes find when we are in fear or in we feel like we're in danger. Mm-hmm. Like that humor to see another black person kind of go through something that's extraordinary or uh, frightening. Um, so yeah, there's so many avenues for us to explore. I yeah, totally agree. A, with you. What was that? Um, there was like an Instagram like. I don't know if a comedian, whatever, just some people put out content where there were like um like scary movies or like haunted house movies if the family was black. Yep. And like yep. they, they walk in after they get the mm-hmm. knees, like you got your keys, this and that. And then as soon as I'm like, all right, we're out. Like actually Deuces. we're not gonna we're not yeah, gonna take actually. this place rather than you know all these mm-hmm. other films where people are like, No, we're just gonna let's see what the ghost wants. Yeah. And like, let's see, like he might not kill us or whatever, exactly. you know. Exactly. Exactly. I just can't imagine if wedding crashers were uh, oh, like yeah. black weddings, mm-hmm. like them having to do the electric slide a thousand times. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like just movies like that, where it's like, okay, this is a story where it, this story would make sense no matter who was playing it. Yeah. But having their characters be black, I feel like, yes, of course, I enjoy intentional black stories for sure. Mm-hmm. But I also enjoy like us being put in the light, like the light where it's like, okay, these are stories that like you only see white people playing yeah. these, or having these right. types of movies. And they're like feel good, funny, quirky movies you can watch with the family. But 
And I think as a as someone who I think did a good job of that, I mean, a lot of people don't like some of these movies, but Eddie Murphy did a good job with like the Dr. Doom, yeah, the yeah. thousand words. It's like, I just so happen to be black. Like, whoops. Yeah, like any, you know what I'm saying? There's, <laughs> yeah. if, a, if, if a white person played that character, it wouldn't change the story of it right, right, right. per se. But ha- seeing him and seeing it be a black family do those types of things, I think that's something that we're missing now. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Yeah, I just... For me, it would kind of playing off that. I'll say two things, but um, just not. I, I called it corny earlier, but just not cliche black films. Basically, not like telling the same story over and over again, just in a different way. Not like, um, what is that lotto taking movie? Like, no, no more of those. Like you said, you weren't trying to name names, but I'm just gonna yeah. say it. Like, uh, yeah. I don't need. I don't need you know, like four more versions of that. Yeah, yeah. I look. Back you didn't. Kind of you didn't enjoy a lot of I like. It, that I one. mean, for what it is, but like we, like we know the story. Like, yeah, we, <laughs> we have, know yeah, the story. It's the same thing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, and some others I won't name, but other than that, I kind of want to. It's just kind of like selfish, or or biased, but I want more South Florida or like Miami stories to be yeah. told, other than just like yes, bro. party and yes. party and drugs or whatever. Even though it's like what it was built on, but. Stuff other than that, because you have, you you can do so much with it. There's homestead where there's farmland. Mm-hmm. There's the Everglades. There's the beach. There's Miami and and um and Broward are totally different. Just like there's so much you can do here. Mm-hmm. That and also part of it is that South Florida is kind of new in general in terms of history with the rest of like the country. Yeah, for sure. But there's a lot. You can you have yeah. everything down so here. much it's diversity, like, yeah, and, and, and so much that hasn't been like that you don't have anywhere else, right? Yeah, you don't yeah. have that mix of everything. Yeah, that, yeah. 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 Any movie that touches Miami always either has parties or drugs. Yeah, parties, yeah. drugs, and bikinis. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you know, da- shout out David Makes Man. That was a good good series based down here. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think the best series right now that really kind of drives it home and what I want to see more of. I love Insecure with Issa Rae. But I think Donald Glover and Atlanta just takes it to another level. I would mm-hmm. love to see the Atla- I'd like to see Atlanta, but the South Florida version. Yeah, that. that'd be cool. That's for essentially sure. what I would love to see. Um, he is just like taking. I cannot wait for this upcoming season. I just know he's going to he's bring gonna it. kill it. <laughs> yeah, and that's the type of like when I say sophisticated comedy, just like smarter. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're like, I feel like I was saying before, like the audience, including the black audience is more mature. Now we don't have to have 20. I'm just going to say it. We don't have to have 20 Medea movies. Okay. We don't have to have 20, you know what I'm saying? Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish movies. There are different ways to tell our stories, even in comedy. And so it's like, we need to start exploring that some more. So, yeah, man, like I said, like, we don't have, like, I'd love to have a movie like The Hangover, but black people, like, we got it kind of with Girls Trip. We got it kind of with the Think Like a Man movies. But it's, like, just a little bit more, like, taking ourselves seriously, take yeah. the story ser- more seriously. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, even when it comes, like, straight down, I can tell you from the cinematography what kind of movie it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, super colorful, zany, like, uh, back. Music, if it's, if it's you know lit like saying? a, if, yeah, it, it's if it's lit, lit like a sitcom, almost. yeah, it's yeah. lit like a sitcom. You know what I'm saying? The story is very basic. You know what's gonna happen, but like, just kind of let's take it to the next level, man. 
Like we we can handle it. Like we don't mm-hmm. need to be spoon fed story story points and, and and like you said, we've seen that success with with like the Jordan Peele films absolutely. and, and yeah. stuff that's been yeah, similar. it's coming. I, I think it's gonna be uh, as more people, more you know, creators like us are you know continue to you know uh, push and and progress. We're, we'll we'll see a lot more of it. Fact, and this is something that I've mentioned. It's completely different uh, angle than what we've been talking about. AJ and I have discussed this. I would really enjoy if Adam Sandler, Jim Carrey, and Will Ferrell made a movie together. Yeah, <sighs> that would be great. That would be amazing. Yeah, there's no way it's not funny. No, it's gonna be hilarious. Like, <laughs> so, we probably wouldn't even have to do anything. Have you guys seen Jenny in Georgia? Nah. It's actually it. It's kind of kind of probably skews more teen. Yeah, but that's the it's still, joint, right? yeah, it's still, yeah. it's still good. And like, there's some parts like, all right, like you're, you're embellishing, but it, I like, it's about a mixed girl, mm-hmm. white mom, black dad. And, and the dad's not, it seems like he's not in the picture, but he's just a traveling, you find out that he's just a traveling artist and like photographer and writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not that he's just a deadbeat that right. doesn't talk to, talk to his daughter or whatever. It's just like. Left his his daughter type deal, yeah, that's which, which is cool too. Yeah, like it's is a different, yeah. yeah that series has been shaking the table a little bit. It's been it's it's made some headlines. Yeah. It's been I'm really interested. I want to dive into that one. There, there's been a lot of buzz. They, about yeah, that. they touch they touch on a lot of like themes that should be spoken about, but they kind of do it like lightly and kind of like just not gloss over it, but like they 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 address it indirectly. Mm. So that I feel like they could do better there, but it wouldn't. But I still like the series for what it is, and I don't think every series needs to be like, "Hey, in your face, we know these things are issues." Like we're trying to bring a bunch of attention to it. Like I don't think everything needs to be that. So yeah, I, I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. I love nuance. That's that's yeah. really what it comes down to. Like you don't have to just you don't have to spell it out for me. You know what I mean? And I love, um, yeah, just we're we're growing in so many ways when it comes to storytelling and diversity. I think going off the teen, you know, kind of direction. I love uh, HBO's Euphoria. With Zendaya yeah. and you know that it kind of has Jenny Georgia kind of has has that, that kind of vibe. Feel, that yeah, feel, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that too. Um, and I think it's like those. Are, that's a show where I'm like, and I think they're they're introducing some more characters because I was saying to myself watching that that show, I was like. This girl needs some black friends. <laughs> she needs yeah, some true, some true. some melanin in this situation. She can't keep doing this. We need some, we need some uh, some family, uh, you know, and then some friends uh, more in this situation. Um, so yeah, like I said, man, it's like we're 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 gonna. I think we're gonna continue to to see a lot of this um, in in our content. So I'm, I'm excited, man. It's like this this is a really really cool time. Yeah, I think. That wraps it. Anyone have anything else? No, I just want you to. Uh, do you your, want me to do the outro? Do your, do your, <laughs> yeah, let's get an your, outro for real. Do your like, perfected. Do your perfected outro. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, guys. Gotta, I'm gonna go home and work on this. And then, I'm gonna just look at myself in the mirror and be like, "All right, this is this is what we watching. Yeah. This is what we. <laughs> this is been episode episode two of what we watching. I breathe. Like, subscribe, do all that. Um, comment. Let us know what you guys want us to watch or want us to. To review or give our take on. We listen. We want some. We want interaction. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And join us on the next one. Find out what we're watching. Peace.